Hey, it's Justin Moore, host of Creator Debates, back at you with another bonus episode where I'm sharing a real coaching call with a creator who was negotiating her very first sponsorship and feeling stuck on how to proceed with the brand. Before we get started with this episode, I'm curious, are you looking to land more brand partnerships? Because I have a free weekly report that's gonna get you paid. The Creator Wizard newsletter will help you find which brands and companies are sponsoring creators, pitch more effectively, get paid more money on each partnership, and immediately get better looking and tell funnier jokes, probably. Join 30,000 creators and sign up at creatorwizard.com slash join. That's creatorwizard.com slash join. I watched that training that you gave in there and I was like, what? I think I'm leaving a lot of money on the table. That's Heidi. She's a creator just like you. But like a lot of creators, I've never done any sponsorships before. And here's the problem. If it's your very first negotiation, it's easy to feel like you're on the back foot. You can't point to any previous results. You're worried you'll say the wrong thing and the conversation might start well, but you don't know exactly how to seal the deal. But that's why Heidi came to me. Thank you so much. This is gonna change everything. You have no idea. I'm so excited. Today, I'm taking you inside Heidi's first sponsorship negotiation. We're dissecting every call, every email, and every conversation so you can confidently negotiate the best possible outcome from your next sponsorship. So by the end of this, you'll know how to convince a brand that has never worked with creators that you're the reason they should, the exact questions to ask during a negotiation, and the one thing you want to avoid saying to the brand at all costs. This conversation could become much bigger, like very quickly. Hello, I'm Heidi. (laughs) I run a business called Successful Fashion Designer. We have a podcast called Fashion Designers Get Paid. And I've never done any sponsorships before, literally zero, despite having a really solid following. We have 20,000 on our email list. We have like 19,000 on Instagram. I've got 44,000 on YouTube and podcast episodes average like 2,500 to 3,000. And I was always of the thought that like, I'm not doing this for $75 an episode. Screw that, right? And I just, I had no idea about this whole world of like, you can put together this custom package. It's not just this like one-off $25 per thousand on the podcast. It opened up to me inside of Jeremy's course, Podcast Marketing Academy, And I watched that training that you gave in there and I was like, what? I think I'm leaving a lot of money on the table. Fast forward, I had had an interaction with a brand about a year ago because I sent out a survey to my email list and I was like, hey, how interested are you in this topic? And the interest was like through the roof. And then I had a survey after that and it was like, okay, cool. Which brand would you be interested in learning more about? And by far, everybody wanted this one specific brand. So I reached out to that brand and I said, I sent a screenshot of the survey and I was like, hey, my peeps are really interested in what you're doing. We had like over 500 people fill out the survey and like it was one of our highest click-through rate emails. Like it was really hot. So I sent it in and I was like, maybe we could collaborate. And I just left it really open. Like I had no idea what I was pitching. I was so unclear. And so I I just was like thinking maybe, you know, we could do a live training and you could share it to your email list and I could share it to mine. And, you know, we can cross pollinate or something like that's kind of what I was thinking. Anyways, I went back and forth with the lady. She was really interested. And then we had a call and she got sick and we rescheduled and it kind of fell off the radar. So nothing ever happened. Then I learned about all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go repitch them. And so I just, I followed up to that same email and I had a new screenshot to share, which was a podcast episode where I mentioned their brand name in the title because we talked about it. And that episode is my eighth top episode of all time. It has like 5,000 downloads compared to our average of like 2,500. So I share this screenshot, which in the below email is the other screenshot. I go, Hey, following up, I know it's been a year. Everything's great. By the way, my peeps are really still hot on your stuff. So I would love to pitch a sponsorship. Here's the idea of what we could do. And I got really clear using the strategy you kind of outlined a little bit, right? I was like, we could do a podcast episode and pre-post mid-roll and a dedicated email, right? Like outlining some package ideas. Just real vague. Well, real specific, but, you know, no pricing or anything. I go, I'd love to talk. Let's schedule a call. 
So boom, I got a call. We just had it this morning and here we are because I need help because I don't know like, I mean, I have some ideas. I have, so it was great. I went into the call. I mean, I cannot imagine having gone into the call like not like not knowing without the knowledge I've learned from you. Insane. I was able to lead. I asked all the right questions. I knew the terminology and I just felt like really empowered to guide the conversation. I was like, if I had gone in otherwise, I would have been like, I'm sorry, what? White, white licensee, what is this, right? I don't know about this stuff. So they have two specific things they're interested in promoting. They've never partnered with creators before. And um, they are just now building out the team that's going to be leading like strategic partnerships. And so she said, it's actually really perfect timing because we're just starting this. And she said, we actually had called two people, the like the manager of whatever the department and then the global lead. I was like, oh, no pressure. The global lead's here. <laughs> okay, we could do this. I was like more nervous this morning than I've been in a really long time. Um, yeah, they've never done any partnerships, but they're really interested in long-term. She goes, we don't want to do one-off. Like we really want to build a re relationship with somebody and have something ongoing. I'm like, boom, that's amazing. They said that they really, really loved that the engagement was coming directly from my audience. It wasn't me just pitching, right? They were like, mm -hmm. we love that your audience is asking for this. And so I just kind of tossed out a bunch of ideas Sort of like, you know, we could do a podcast episode and then we could have strategic topics that we talk about and we could take clips out of that and then we can repurpose them as video or audio and you could run ads to them or what have you, right? And we could do some dedicated emails and then we could do pre-post or pre-mid-post ad spots in the podcast and we could do some stuff on YouTube. And I kind of just pitched a bunch of different ideas. They didn't really have any ideas because I sort of asked. I was like, it almost felt like they were pretty new at this, mm -hmm, right? And, mm -hmm. and so I was like, okay, well, here's all these ideas I have. And then we talked about like maybe doing a live training specific for my audience. And um, they were keen on all of that. And okay. so I asked them, I said, what, what would like a total win look like for you guys in this collaboration? What would major success look like? And they said, we can't really answer that. They said, we like the global lead just started like a month ago it's really really new and so he said we haven't really mapped out our goals um he goes so we need to kind of like sit back and think about what major success would look like he goes i just i can't give you an answer and i was like okay that's fair i did ask him what like their current campaign initiatives are what would be ideal he said brand awareness would be first and then second would be conversion to sign up for a trial it's a software okay. those were the goals and then I'm trying to think. I have a bunch of notes. Um, can I can I take a just yeah, interject real quickly? Um, I just want to acknowledge a few things here. Um, first of all, great work. I mean, I know you I'm were so nervous. Sorry. You're. I know you were nervous, and for you to be this prepared going into this call and asking these types of questions um, must have felt super empowering. And that that's like a it's really it. amazing takeaway from from this uh, because most creators on their very first call, they're petrified. Um, and so you did a fantastic job and I just want to acknowledge you for that. Um, Thanks. The second thing that I want to acknowledge is that there's a real opportunity for you here because when a brand is willing to have two major people on their team engaging with you in, in this way, like shows a real willingness, I think, to collaborate and figure out what this program is going to be, not just to partner with you, but to partner with other creators. And so if I were you, and I know this might like start uh, like amplifying your imposter syndrome, but like if I were you, uh, probably what I would be looking to do would be in these conversations and whatever partnership you ultimately forge with them is just illustrating to them like, like I want to help you figure this out too. It's not just like, it's not just like, oh, let's figure out what this partnership with me is going to look like. It's like, mm -hmm. no, like I want to help you figure out the best practices as you design this competency within your own organization, because for them to not even be able to tell you what success looks like is a, is a, is a, is a, not a red flag, but it's like a yellow flag to me because okay. like you need to absolutely figure that out before you engage with them like further. And so what I would be doing at this juncture in the conversation, they even said, we need to go back. We need to have some more meetings. We need to figure out what success looks like for us. And so this is really what I would be doing in the next nurture for this relationship. I, I would say, okay, hey, you know, in a week or two or whatever, would it make sense for us to have another call to really the subject of this call be what would success look like for not just 
working with me, but working with creators in general. And I can help you think through what that would look like because again, I have your exact consumer uh, persona or your customer you know, demographic mm-hmm. that you're trying to reach. That's mm-hmm. my audience. And so I have, over the last X number of years, I've like been doing this day in and day out and I know what makes them tick. I know what they're excited about. And so like we can be a focus group of one with me right now. And I'm willing to have that conversation with you. And like, if you need to bring in other key decision makers from other departments and like we have this call, like I'm happy to just kind of share all my insights here of like Mm. what I think success should look like, Mm. you know, because again, remember like this conversation is going to spur a lot of other internal meetings for them. And, and you have to realize that like, you know, they're gonna sit now and think like, yes, you may have YouTube and a podcast and Instagram and all this stuff too, but now they're thinking okay, like, what's our influencer strategy? That's what they're now thinking and that's what they're now asking internally. And so they're gonna be like, okay, do we need to be on TikTok? Heidi says she's not really on TikTok or whatever, but like, should we like be thinking about TikTok? And like, if that's the case, like, should we partner with Heidi or should we partner with other people? And so it's like, you want to, nip all that in the bud and like be the person that like is helping illustrate that you're not just another creator. You're going to be someone that they can look to for guidance about their social media strategy generally. A consultant. I know I've heard you say that in some of your other trainings, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so like, to me, like, again, I ran an agency for many years and like, if, if this was me, like if it was, if I was the agency for this brand, this would be what's going to happen. They're going to like, okay, let's put some internal meetings on the books. Let's talk about this. And you're not, and you want to be in that room if you can. That's, that's my point is that basically, basically volunteer. Yeah. Just volunteer. Like, Hey, like I would be more than willing. This is what you say. I would be more than willing to like be on any of these internal meetings that you're having, regardless of whether or not we forge a partnership. I think there's a lot of opportunity for your brand to tell your brand story in this space in a really creative way. I'm more than happy to be that person. And and the more you get pulled in to these conversations, the less likely it's going to be that they're like, we can't work with Heidi on this. No, they're gonna be like, we have to work. Like there's no Mm. question that we're gonna work with Heidi in some capacity because she's helped us so much. It's like this, it's like this reciprocal uh, void that they feel like you're giving them all this stuff and they feel like they have to reciprocate mm-hmm. once they ultimately decide to like pull the trigger on this. Does mm-hmm. that does that make sense? So much sense. And I never really thought of that, right? I kind of was like, okay, you guys go back and do your thing and then I'll just give you surprises or something. I don't want to be an a-hole, but I don't, they don't have another option like me or I don't want to be yes. like overly cocky or confident. I'm in like yep. a super hyper niche. Yep. And um, I think there's a reason why they haven't done partnerships. Arguably, they did just build the team. But I know this space really well. I've been in this space for a really, really long time, like over a decade. And I don't really feel like I mean, obviously, there's other people, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do feel like I have something really, really. I mean, it's not like I'm a food blogger. Right. So so you can flex that without flexing it (laughs) overtly. Right. You can like in you already did it on the call today, probably. Yeah, yeah. Right, Uh, by illustrating your business prowess and your ability to ask smart questions. Yeah. And differentiating yourself from other creators that they may have interacted with in the in the past. Let's face okay. it, like maybe one of the reasons why they haven't really doubled down on this strategy generally is like they just haven't had a lot of good experiences. Or if they have engaged with people, it's been people sending them crappy pitches and being like, let's collaborate, let's do this, yeah, you know, maybe. this type of idea. I asked them because I was like, have you guys engaged with other creators before? Because I didn't think that they had. And they said, uh, they go, we've done a couple random like one-off things with agencies, like, but just like one piece of content. Mm-hmm. And then they did, uh, I think they said like one collaboration with someone who uses their software, who's like, um, I guess has got some following on YouTube as like p- that software, but that's obviously not going to lead to any brand awareness because people are already following that software, mm. per- that influencer, right? that uses the software. So I represent like a much bigger space. It's in fashion. My whole thing is not about software, right? It's about fashion in general Mm. and working in the industry and stuff like that. And they didn't say anything bad. They just said it had just been one-offs. And I don't know, I kind of got the impression based on the tone that it just didn't seem like a great long-term relationship to invest in. If you want brand awareness, investing in someone who's just teaching that software is not going to get you great brand awareness, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it just sounded like it just wasn't the right match. And they they do just seem to be, especially with the, you know, social proofs I've shown them already, they're like, okay, boom, you're a person. But again, yeah, you're right. I can flex it without obviously flexing it. 
so so quickly um prior to the call in the research that you did were you able to uncover like what are they doing like what 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 is their current marketing strategy generally is it like do you have any idea yeah i do a little bit so they are doing youtube and they are doing instagram their youtube consists of like short two to three minute case study videos of brands that are using their software and sometimes these short little like couple minute demo like tutorial type of things their viewership is okay it's not amazing we actually talked about youtube as a platform um because they were curious how my podcast does on youtube because we sometimes release the videos on youtube and so we talked about the numbers and all that stuff and he was like yeah YouTube's been a little bit of a hard nut for us to crack. Like you put so much work into the video and you don't get that great return. Uh, we didn't specifically talk about Instagram, but yeah, on Instagram, they're posting images of what the software can do. Because obviously it's fashion, right? So there's some visual component to it. And then they're doing a lot of reels and shorts that are sort of live demos of what the software does but they're doing it's a lot of um, UGC so like what they'll do is like if a, if a user posts like I did this thing with the software and then tags them then they kind of repost that I guess we didn't really get into much more marketing than that that was that was more stuff that I saw during my research phase like just kind of looking through other stuff before having the call one important thing to pick up on um, from some of the things that they've said. So so what data do we have with data points we have they've done a couple one-offs with some agencies uh, with some creators, maybe worked out okay. They didn't seem like it was that great, great of an ROI. They're doing, they have a content marketing strategy, so they are creating content. Mm -hmm. Number one, it would be interesting to see how they're creating that content. Is that someone internally that's developing that? We'll see, uh, UGC, et cetera. Um, so they're doing stuff, right? But they seem skeptical as to like what the return is on generally on, on, creating content on the internet basically of like we don't yeah. know which which channel seems to be like what what are what is our like what is what is the major takeaway of like having a presence on social media it seems like that yeah. might be a question for them uh, yeah. or that they're having internally and so one of the most important things to realize when you're trying to uh, breakthrough with a brand that is more traditional, a brand that is not accustomed to working with creators or having a sophisticated social media strategy is not to come in there and be like, you guys suck. What you're doing is not effective. You're, you're paying tens of thousands of dollars for TV ads or for magazine ads or for whatever, blah, 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 banner ads. What, like you're doing all those things. That's stupid. You should be working with creators. You should be working with me in these various ways. Pay me that money that you're spending over there because it's a much better ROI. This is a, a strategy or this is a mindset that a lot of creators have because it just yeah. seems stupid to like drop $12,000 on a magazine ad in some high fashion mm. magazine or whatever. I don't know sure, if that's sure, what they sure. do, but like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. It's like, that would that would go so much further if you like work with creators, etc. It makes very a lot of sense to them. They they say that and try to say it in a tactful way to the brand. But basically, how that comes across to the brand is like the creator thinks we suck. The creator's mm -hmm. not being nice to us. Maybe the person who you're actually talking with that's actually that was their decision to like invest the dollars in there. And so you're inadvertently <laughs> like dragging them. You're saying, hey, yeah. you're an idiot. You're stupid for doing that. Um, and surprise, surprise, ultimately nothing, it doesn't go anywhere because uh, either that person feels their job is threatened or it's gonna make them look bad if they're like discovered that like the higher ups, the VP or the VP of marketing or the CMO or whatever, like realizes like we were wasting all this money for years in magazines and all this stuff once they realize how good an adequate social media strategy is. And so I just mm. wanna like talk about this because these are the fears frankly, are kind of realistic. Like, it's not surprising that like some people, they feel as though their job might be threatened mm. if they were to roll the dice or take a chance on someone like you because mm. they've never done it before. It's, it's mm -hmm. they're sticking their neck out. And so that's one of the reasons why I was suggesting get in there, be in those meetings, like illustrate, hey, I'm not to, trying to take your jobs. I'm not trying to tell you you suck or what you've done to date is bad, but I'm trying to tell you that there's, this could be a supplement to what you're currently doing. It's not to, gonna replace it. It's, I'm not trying to make anyone look bad. I'm just saying this could be a, a really interesting and novel way to complement the strategies that you're already employing. So, I ended the call. I asked them at the end. I was like, what kind of budget do you have available to allocate to our partnership? Mm -hmm. That's your line. <laughs> and, and they said, um, they said, you know what? Since we just started, this is like really new. Like we just don't know. Right. Because we, we couldn't even define the goals. 
So I said, okay, well, what do you think sounds good for next steps then? And he said, why don't, he goes, if you can put together like all your stats and analytics and stuff, open rates, download rates, all this stuff, which I already have already. And then if you could maybe put together some package, like some options about your race. He asked if I had a standard sheet. I go, no, it's very much, and we're going to put together a custom package. Um, and then he did ask, like, do you have any data from other brands you've worked with? And I said, no, I don't. And I was really transparent about that. And I said, I never really pursued this as an option because da, 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 da. But after my audience was asking so heavily for it, I thought we have to figure out a way to work together because I think this is a massive win-win for both of us. So here I am. Basically, we kind of edited it as let's let me put together like just three general package options and send that over by Monday. So, but I'm now wondering, based on what you said, if I should backpedal on that and say, hey, you know, I thought about this a lot and I want to get the packages together, but I think it would actually be smart for us to define some goals as to what success would look like so that we could both be on the same page and make sure this is a great experience for everybody. So I would love to initiate another meeting once you guys have had time to go through that. And if you are having any internal meetings in the meantime to discuss this, I'm happy to sit in on those and offer my ideas and thoughts. And we can kind of brainstorm collectively to map out what success would look like. And then once we have that defined, we can look at some package options. Is that what Heidi, I need to do? Heidi, you're a natural. <laughs> you're a natural. And you want to know, see, it, it's hard because at this juncture, it's like you don't want to go back on what you said. It was like, oh, I'm going to like give yeah. you something by Monday. But then it's, I believe it's so much more additive to the relationship for you to go back and be like, look, I actually thought about this and yeah, totally. I really want this to go well. And yeah. I don't think right now is that it makes sense for me to, I can't give you a, a, bes- a bespoke yeah. proposal until yeah. I know what would a, what a win would look like to you to top that off. Like it's not going to make sense for you to provide this, like all these stats and metrics and all that stuff is not really what they care about. What they care about is maybe you have this, these internal meetings, they have it with their team or whatever. And they decide like our, our YouTube channel sucks. Like we, we need to like double down on this because mm-hmm. for, for example, here's one thing that could come out of the meeting. I'm making this up. Okay. They decide that like, okay, YouTube is the numbers is the number two search engine in the world. Yeah. And there's these like really high value keywords that people are searching for on Google and YouTube to try to understand how to use our software or to like accomplish an outcome that our software helps with. Mm. Um, we want to own those long tail mm. keywords. It's only like, for example, you could do this research proactively. You could say, I think these are the 10 keywords that like you should own as a company on YouTube mm. because people, even though it might be a thousand searches a month or 10,000 searches mm-hmm. a month or 500 searches a month, these are like high value searches. Like, mm-hmm. CAD software for, I don't know what the brand is, but like, you know, CAD software for designers or whatever, like these types of searches and be like, and you say, you should own this keyword. And so part of the strategy could be, I'm going to make you 10 YouTube videos that you put on your channel that are targeted to try to be number one or number two for these long tail keywords. Like that could be a goal. That could be a, a, something that you decide that like, this is our search strategy using content like that in a proposal only makes sense if you identify that as an objective. And so like, how do you price that? Like the reach has no meaning. <laughs> reach of your podcast, reach of your YouTube channel has no meaning in that scenario. And so what you don't want to do is like lead the witness or make them think that your your reach on your platform is the thing they need to be making decisions with. That's not mm. it. Like you have to make recommendations based on their objectives. And that's what you say. I think you go back right yeah. after this call, right after we hang up together. I will. I will. Yeah. And I you totally say will. I'll exactly. Exactly what you just said. And and this also illustrates that like slowing down the timeline is mm. cool with you. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're cool with that. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, it'd be great. I would love to like, you know, collaborate as soon as possible. But like we need to set ourselves up for success. And mm. you can't there's no way that you can do that unless you have some more direction from their team. OK. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I. I I freelanced in fashion for many years. I know how to pitch and I know how to like talk all this stuff. So as soon as you said that, I was like, I know what I need to do. I have to go Mm. back and tell them. And the other, the other thing, the other big opportunity circling back to this thing we talked about at the top around um, being a consultant, right. And, and helping them understand like they don't know what they're doing clearly. Right. And so like this conversation could become much bigger, much more like very quickly because, you know, yeah, we're talking about partnering with you and you have your platforms and all this stuff too, but this could open up a big can for them internally where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe we do need to reevaluate everything that we're doing on the internet. This, this conversation with Heidi 
helped us realize that there's a lot more opportunity just generally than we're expecting uh, or than we realized. And yeah, maybe Heidi can help us think through some of this stuff as a, as you, from your years of experience as a consultant. And now you have this really engaged audience and et cetera, et cetera. And so like, if it was me, <laughs> like yeah. that was, that would be what I would be looking to do. Like imagine for example, Okay. Imagine, for example, that you come to them and say, hey, as part of this conversation about trying to figure out what success looks like, I can put together a focus group for you. I'm going to put together a focus group of 15 or 20 of my most engaged audience members who you can handpick them. I'm sure you can think of these people off the top oh, of your yeah. head. Oh, right? Right? Already. Yeah. I know who they are. Yeah. yeah. So we all get on a Zoom call or, hey, we'll fly. Let's do a trip out of it. We'll come out to your headquarters. We'll yeah. I'll, I'll hire a videographer. We'll get some behind the scenes footage that you can repurpose on your social media. Like let's we'll do a factory tour or like we talk to your R&D engineers, product designers, et cetera, et cetera. Like. Why can't you pitch that? Uh, that right. Because I don't have these ideas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the YouTube thing is brilliant. But, and this focus group is like, but, which is one of the reasons I scheduled this call. I go, I literally know that like one thing, just the focus group alone is like worth the value of this call times 10. So people listening, schedule a one-on-one call. <laughs> um, I don't have these ideas. Like the way my brain works. I mean, I can brainstorm, but I don't know. You're just able to like pull these out of your ear or something. I don't know. Well, I think so, what you'll what you'll find is that the more you do this, the more yeah, ideas you have. Right? For sure. From before the call to after the call, were there any big aha moments for you of, of things that they said that you weren't expecting or anticipating? I mean, a long-term partnership, I suppose. Like in my head, I was kind of dreaming that, but I wasn't, I don't know. Something that was kind of interesting to me was we were talking about, because they flat out asked, like, do you get more viewers, do you get more engagement in the podcast on audio or on YouTube? And I flat out explained to them, and I was like, you know, YouTube's been a little bit of a challenge with that type of format and all this other stuff. And the guy was just, like, shaking his head the whole time. He goes, yeah, it's hard. Like, so I guess kind of what I took away from it was that, you know, I kind of went in feeling like, oh, God, my YouTube engagement is not perfect, and I haven't posted on Instagram for six months, and feeling a little bit like, about that right and they were so on board with all of it like I took six months off the podcast after publishing for five years straight and we're just getting back now into publishing starting in August and when I told him that he was like good for you that's amazing and I was here feeling like shame that like how can I pitch this sponsor when I haven't even published an episode for six months but Jeremy mm. pushed me to do it anyways he goes it doesn't matter like you still have this base and I was like okay but okay and so i guess the biggest thing that was like pretty shocking was how much they understood that like you're not perfect on all of these platforms and sometimes you take a break and sometimes engagement is tough that was shocking to me mm. well i'm so i'm so glad you had that epiphany because this is what holds us back as creators i think a lot which is that we're living in our own heads about our performance and our metrics. And we think that that's the only thing that brands care about. Um, and they're silently judging us behind the scenes. So who am I to try and pitch them and all this stuff? Mm -hmm. They're going to look at, take one look at my page and be like, this person hasn't posted in six months or whatever. It's like, yeah. you know, why would I want to partner with them? And so much of the value of partnering with folks like you, like you said, see, see, I want to go back to this thing. Like you puffed your chest up and you were like, I'm the best. Like this is me. I am the only one who is doing this. Like there's never, there's no one like me. Like you've got the confidence, you know it, I right? And so it's like, In right. Some ways and, I do. Right. And so, and so obviously we're, we're stronger. We have more confidence in certain areas of our life than others, but it's like, this takes a lot of humility to reach out and say, Hey, like I'm being vulnerable here. I'd like to collaborate with you. Like, is that something you'd be interested in too? Right. And yeah. so I love that you had this realization. And the other thing too, is as we look at your, your podcast and we look at your YouTube and we look at all the different ways in which you can serve a brand. It's like, it's so satisfying to realize that like, I've been living in my head. I've been only fixated on looking at my platforms in a vacuum. And then here I go, I have this conversation with the brand and we're now thinking about, there's like all these other opportunities that have nothing to do with me, right? Now it's, you know, maybe I help them with their YouTube channel or I maybe do a focus group or I maybe do a webinar with them or I do, mm -hmm. you know, there's all these different, maybe you invite their VP of marketing on the podcast and you interview them or, hey, yeah. are you, is there any conferences or trade shows that you're gonna go? I can go out and be your representative there. I'll do some podcasts live in the booth, uh, oh, you know, I'll yeah. interview some 
some yeah. blah, 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 brass, like da, da, da. all these, yeah, yeah. yeah, all these different opportunities. And, it, and it's just, I love this, this moment for you and for other creators to realize that like there's so much other value that you can provide to brands that have nothing to do with how many views you're getting on your YouTube yeah. videos or your downloads on your podcast, you know? Yeah. So I just had a really cool realization because I, as just a podcaster, like I've gone to fashion trade shows with my rig and I've done live interviews on the fly. And so it's really fun. But something you made me think of is that like, I actually just need to look at their business through the lens of how I look at my business. Like I think, okay, like I, earlier I was said, well, I can't come up with all these ideas, but I actually do this stuff all day long. I do focus groups. I do surveys. I do customer research phone calls, right? I figure out what keywords we want to rank for on YouTube and I backwards engineer the strategy to create the content. Like I'm like, wait, I'm doing all this stuff for my own <laughs> business. Now it's just like, I actually do have these ideas. I just need to apply them to their business. Sometimes it requires someone else holding up a mirror and yeah. realizing, hey, like you actually know this stuff. You know how to do yeah. it. You're doing it. We're creators. We're running our own creator businesses. We're doing a lot yeah. of this stuff. And it's just yeah. a, a matter of realizing that like brands are kind of doing the same thing. It's just yeah. not, it's not, maybe it's on a, a larger scale and they have more dollars to throw around at it, but it's kind of, the, it's kind of the same. It is the same. So just having that flipped in my head is like so many ideas. Yeah. And, and the other, the other thing too, that I would say, um, because I know you're very diversified creator, you have a lot of different things, podcasts, YouTube community, et cetera. And, and you have some courses, right? If I believe like, some I have one flagship digital, course, digital yeah, products. Yeah. That's, um, that's how I monetize. That's, I, that's the only way I've ever monetized is through my course. Yeah. Or courses, yeah, so, but right now it's only one. Yeah. So like, for example, if I, if, if this is me, uh, this is unsolicited, well, actually this was solicited. You paid me for this call. Um, yeah. it, it was, uh, like I would be thinking like, how can I tap into this brand's customer base to get more course enrollments? Okay. Th so that's what I would be thinking about. That is also what I was thinking when I did the first pitch like a year ago and I was like, we should collaborate in some way. That was my original thought. Like, gosh, if we can promote something together, then my audience gets familiar with them. Their audience gets familiar with me. Boom. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, got I have a thousand dollar course. Like, yes. Let's so like, so imagine, so imagine if you could figure out some sort of deal with them where customers of, of if they decide to sign up for the pro version of their tool, or I don't know what their pricing looks like, like they get access to maybe a light version of your course or some yeah. other, like they somehow get access. I don't know. You figure out some sort yeah. of JV or okay, partnership with them where yeah. you get some sort of kickback or, you know, for giving and, and imagine like how thrilled they would be to say like, Hey, if you upgrade to this tier, you get access to Heidi's like sophisticated course on X, Y, Z. Cause brands yeah. are desperate to like talk about anything other yeah. than their product. <laughs> right. They're oh, just like yeah, that's funny all day long. About. All day long, they're like, new feature, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, it's like boring. It's like putting people to sleep. And here they are being like, join this webinar with Heidi. And if you watch till the end, you get access and you get to, you know, we're interviewing here. She's an expert and like, blah, 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 blog post guests, all this stuff. Like they're desperate to talk about anything other than their, their shtick. Yeah. It's funny because I, I said something along the lines of like, yeah, and you know, someone from your team can come on the podcast and we could do an interview. And the guy got almost a little bit like, yeah, I mean, we have to make sure that the conversation is like not too salesy. Like we don't want to be annoying. Like just go get the trial, get to go to the trial. I was like, oh no, no, no. I go, I know how to lead the conversation and make it like really fun and engaging. Like it's not going to be all salesy, but it was interesting. He got like really sensitive about it. And your comment there made me think of like, sometimes I think what they feel like they have to do all day. Right. And they're like, oh, we need something fresh. Yeah, ex exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that that's probably going back to some of their struggles is like, how do they do authentic activations with partners and creators where it's not just a sales pitch, where it's mm -hmm. not just a, oh, here's a promo code, Heidi 20, click the link in the description box, mm -hmm. right? It's like, mm -hmm. it's something, yeah. you know, the, the other really important thing, and, and you might be able to allude to this in your outreach after this, after our call, um, okay. when you talk about, you know, needing to find out more about success is yeah. illustrating like, look, the way in which we activate this partnership is going to be very different depending on your goals. For example, if awareness is your chief goal, then the way in which I actually talk about your brand in the podcast and in the YouTube videos is going to be very different. I'm going to super high level. I'm going to share features and benefits. I'm going to talk about the brand. I'm going to talk about your mission, your values and your initiatives and all this stuff too. 
I'm probably not even going to tell people to click a link. Right. There's not going to be a promo code. Like that's there's no not. Call to action. There's yeah. no call to action. It's that's what a brand awareness campaign is mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. um, similarly, like if 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 full court press on like getting people in this market segment to associate our brand with something, then maybe it's something as simple as this podcast was brought to you by X. Mm -hmm. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's another brand awareness mm -hmm. type idea mm -hmm. or the Heidi, what's your podcast called by the way? Fashion designers get paid. Fashion designers get paid brought to you by X or yeah. there's like a badge on the cover yeah. art where it's like yeah, powered by powered by X yeah. or something. Yeah. Right. So it's like, that's a brand awareness play. And yeah. so you wouldn't recommend that to the brand if conversions is what they say is their success metric. Right. And so like, that's where you're like, okay, we're going to do Instagram stories. We're going to do YouTube and every frame of the Instagram story is going to have a link sticker. And yeah, we were going to do YouTube and, and we're going to have Heidi 20 promo codes in the description boxes. That's it's a conversion focused conversion. campaign. Yeah. yeah. So, so like creatively articulating the, to, that to them in this email you're going to send them today, yeah, I think yeah. it will, will, il will illustrate to them like, oh, okay. She's being much more thoughtful about this than we were. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause it was funny. So there's two people on the call. Right. And the woman said, our goal is conversion to trial. And then he interjected and said, actually, I would put brand awareness first and conversion to trial is like a nice to have. So it was interesting. Like they are not even on the same page yet. Mm. I mean, he just started a month ago and she's been there for, I think a little less than a year. So yeah, me coming back and saying like, hey, let's get on the same page. Let's really map out the goals, like what success is going to look like, da, 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 da. And that way we can make sure that what type of partnerships and promos we do together are really driving that goal and very strategic and thoughtfully implemented and created. So one of my favorite things to do is like, analyze the like interpersonal dynamics between people on the brand side because as you <laughs> as you just alluded to like yeah. there there might be some sparks there in terms of or like some yeah. friction there in term because yeah. here this person is the the the, the senior person they yeah. they're they only have a month of tenure this other people i wonder if you went and looked at this other person's linkedin like maybe that person's much more tenured and if you think about their own goals for their own role at the organization mm. the the person who was talking about trial signups like she might be or they might be the growth marketing person or what was the title you said or what was it what was their title oh gosh what was the title um so she's a brand communications manager he's global lead for brand communications team okay she's so, been there so almost a year he's been there a month okay so both okay. of them are kind of pretty junior still on the in the grand scheme of things um okay. but the reason that it's important to get on the same page here is like figuring out, okay, who is the actual person who's gonna sign this deal? Who is the decision maker? Is mm -hmm. it the communications manager? Or is it the global lead? Because- I, guess I, heard, I, I heard global lead and that felt really big to me, but I've never uh, worked in corporate, so I don't know what these titles mean. So, so it's possible that the global lead is this person's boss, Maybe, maybe not. Oftentimes, this person like overruling the conversion conversation could have rubbed this other person the wrong way. And they're like, you know what? Yeah. Like this person doesn't know what they're doing. They've been here a month. Like like conversions is what we really care about. That's what, we, what should really matter for us. And so okay. your job in this scenario is to try to illustrate like, hey, let's, let's craft a, not only number one, let's try and get on the same page, but number two, like let's craft a partnership where we can help both of you win. Hey, you over here, global lead, you care about awareness. Mm. You over here, you care about conversions. We can orchestrate and engineer aspects of those two things as part of this campaign. Mm -hmm. um, and we can help everyone win basically. And so it's like, this is where a lot of people get stuck is that they go after, they think that like, oh, the primary contact that they're interfacing with, that's the person they have to satisfy until they realize mm. like, oh, there's actually someone else over here that has a different idea of like what success is. And I never yeah. talked to that person. I don't yeah. know. And so, and so it just stops dead in its tracks. And so it's okay. so critical to understand who's really, who's really calling the shots basically. Okay. I guess I don't know based off those titles. I just made an assumption that global lead was like big. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it based on those titles. It definitely, it definitely sounds like that person has the decision-making power. More, maybe um, a little more authority, okay. And yet at the same time, you wanna be careful not to like go over yeah. someone's, like in this, this is what I would do in, the, in a situation where they're both on the email thread, I always will address both of them when, whenever emailing. I always yeah. say, hey, so like, you know, X and Y, 
yeah. rather than, hey, X or hey, For Y, sure. because For someone sure. gets slighted. They're like, yeah. why are they addressing that person? I'm the decision maker. You know, this kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was brought in at the end because I was emailing with her individually. We scheduled the call and then she was like, really looking forward to it. By the way, I'm bringing so-and-so in parentheses title. And I was like, oh, okay. And then just this morning, I after right after the call, I said a thank you email right away, blah, blah, blah. I'll get you the thing by Monday, da, 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 follow up. She replied and then looped him in. So he actually just got mm. on the email thread after the call this morning. So she but. she probably feels like this is her baby. Like her this conversation with maybe. you, like she's been the one navigating this. And so it's maybe it's kind of like a, oh, I guess I have to include this guy now because uh, because yeah. he's new here. And like, you know, it's possible. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't and feel so that rapport, but sure, I yeah, understand. I have to be good. careful of the dynamic. You just between have the to be careful. Yeah, okay, that's exactly right. Okay. Um, and then you know another thing, if they bite on this, you know, idea about having another meeting, understanding success, all this stuff too, it's like good to be proactive and be like, hey, like, are there other members of the team that you think mm. would, it would be good to be part of this? Whether it's PR, sounds like she's part of like mainly handles PR for communications, but like yeah. marketing. Uh, like product management even because the product managers, they handle the, you know, interaction between the design and product team and customers usually. Is there an agency? Like, I don't know if you know if there's like an agency that they have that is running media in other ways. So it's like, it's a question. It's a question. Like, is there other okay. external external partners or vendors or whatever that you think should be part of this conversation? Like asking that question shows a lot of savviness, I think, um, from your perspective. And like, again, you're just yeah. trying to like figure out who are the decision makers? Who needs to be at the table? I, yeah, okay. I I had that question on the list from one of your YouTube videos that I had watched was like, can you tell me sort of how your marketing department is structured? And I chickened out on it. I was like, I felt like it was kind of an invasive question. Mm. You know, sort of like, mm, I don't know, like me wanting some proprietary information or something. I mean, it's mm. not, but I I felt a little uncomfortable like asking something that assertive. Yeah. Or like how, how is this relevant to the conversation? Like why why yeah. do you need to know this type of type of thing? I need in my head to better understand the relevance to that question and the answer. Like why do I need to yeah. know that knowledge? Okay. I think I went into it not understanding fully. So I'll tell you exactly why. So you can you can rephrase it. You, you don't need to say that. You can say, as we're talking through this partnership, I'd love to understand all the different key team members that it would be good for me to connect with uh, to help execute this as a successful partnership. That's it. It's basically understanding like, okay, is it PR, the legal team? Like who's on your marketing team? Like I, I would love to meet everyone so that we can make sure that I'm keeping people in the loop and like all this stuff. That's really the purpose of the question. It's not like, hey, let me know the marketing okay. hierarchy so I can go over your head. It's like, yeah. just help me understand like how I want to set this up best for success. And so like, if you have someone from the legal team that I should talk to about the way in which I talk about the product, et cetera, et cetera, mm. um, like connect me basically. That That's why you're asking that. Okay. And I don't need to ask about the legal person right now quite because I'm not actually talking about the product yet. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. But, but I could just plant that seed, especially as we are mapping out the goals for success. What would success would look like? Then. Right. Okay. Understand. Okay. So uh, just a quick anecdote here. I I'm talking through a partnership with a very large creator economy company right now. And they have never, basically we've had some, it's been a long conversation about how, what a partnership with me and creator wizard could look like with their company and they've never done a partnership in this way they've always usually done affiliate type stuff or mm. other just like loosely explored partnership stuff but it's never been as comprehensive of something that i'm proposing basically we're very much in a similar boat as you are it sounds like with this brand is that they're like okay we need to have some more internal conversations we need to loop it they literally said we need to loop in some other key team members to like get their insight and all that stuff too and i said this is what i literally said in the email actually i'm going to pull it up the email because i'm going to okay, read it verbatim okay. i'm going to read verbatim what i said okay um because i think it's actually interesting I'm gonna need the recording of this call like as soon as we yes, know. yeah, yeah. And so this is this is what I said. So they they said this, uh, you know, said that piece, and I said, "Hey, thank you so much. Hey, name, thank you so much for the update. Totally makes sense, and it sounds really exciting overall. If at any point 
you would find it valuable for me to hop on a call with other key team members uh, mm. as you're trying to think through and structure the partnership dynamics, mm. I'd be happy to do that. Okay. And they responded and says, thanks, Justin. I really appreciate that offer as your expertise could really come in handy. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, right. So it's like, you know, the, the, you know, they're like, just give them an, an opening. Just say like, hey, I, yeah. I'm happy to hop on a call with other people, other okay. team members, okay. like all this, like, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm happy to have those calls. But like, most people are not going to volunteer that. And they don't want to mm. ask because they'll be like, oh, this person's never going to want to get on a call with like our internal like person uh, or whatever. Right? And it yeah, takes yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. being like, I'll talk with whoever, like, let's, uh, let's, let's get this thing going. And so yeah. it, like just volunteering that I think goes a long way. Okay. So true. It's interesting. Cause like I freelanced for over a decade and I, that's what I teach people. My program is on how to freelance in fashion. And there's all so many parallels and the nuances to all of this, but I'm just having to look at it through a different lens, like the pitching. Like I teach them how to pitch and lead with value and follow up with value. Like when I was watching your rope strategy, I was like, okay, this is very, very, very similar to how I teach people to pitch. And when it goes cold to then like follow up or the time's not right, how to follow up and all this stuff and, and offer some value, right? Or some type of social proof. And what you just said there, I'm like, there's definitely a thread in the freelancing strategy that I teach that is like that strategy. Cause nobody asked that, you're right. So I just, I gotta switch the lens. It's gonna take a little practice, but I'm getting there. It's a muscle. Yeah. I love, yeah, exactly. It's a muscle. You got to work it out. And yeah. So like, what would you say were some of the major takeaways from this conversation? The whole thing, the, all of it, <laughs> literally all of it. Um, no. So first is not sending the proposal so quickly, right? Giving them and us, right? More like me offering to help them map out the goals and the this what success would look like um really showing a lot of excitement and energy and thought towards making sure that we actually have this foundation of like what's the going to be the best possible outcome defined before we even start looking at ways to work together because it just doesn't make sense that's going to change so much the ways we work together is going to change so much based on the goals that we define like you said again is it brand awareness versus um conversion so that was huge. Then getting really creative with the ideas in which we could partner, like the YouTube idea, the focus group idea. I love that idea so much. Also, they're in New York City and I used to live there and I was like, yes, please. I could go out for a trip. <laughs> um, that feels really exciting. Then me just reminding myself that I can come up with those ideas too. It's I need to look at their business in the same lens that I look at my business. Like learning, realizing that it's the same muscle. I have this muscle, right? And then I would say fully understanding the strategy behind why I need to and want to learn about, you know, how the team is structured and what other people need to be looped into the conversation because that's actually going to make their life easier. So it feels, I feel a lot more comfortable asking those questions now that I understand the why behind it. So I would say those are the three big things, but honestly, well, all of it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm so thrilled to hear that. And, and one thing I want to pick up on that I really love that you corrected yourself when you were talking about the, the first point was like you, you changed. I need to understand why they uh, like their objectives. And then you said, actually, we are like yeah, yeah. our objectives, like the yeah. thing that we're trying to accomplish together, because I talk about this in my in my program, Brand Deal Wizard, a lot where it's like I have this thing called the the relay framework, which is like understanding that. When you collaborate with their brand, think of it as as a relay race, right? They've got a baton and mm. their whole goal is to pass the baton to you. Mm. You're running the same race. You're not, this is not a battle. This is not a fight when you're negotiating or trying to forge these collaborations. A lot of people will be like, you gotta like think you have to put this like suit of armor on when you're getting into the mm. ring with the, with the octagon, with the brand or mm. something, uh, because they, it seems like, oh, they're all gonna try and screw us and take advantage of us and all this stuff. I'm like, no, the reason that they wanna hire you is so that they can just kick back and go sit on a beach and chill out with all these other, they've got all this other stuff they gotta do. They don't wanna micromanage you. They just wanna pass the baton. <laughs> on to you they're gonna yeah. pay you a bunch of money to like make their life easier and then you continue down to the finish line and so having this like mental this visual framework of like this is a this is a race you're running together this is not yeah. something where you need to like fight each other i think can be super helpful sometimes i love that that is yeah very helpful to think about 
And also I love the idea too within the relay component of like, they want to pass the baton, right? Like, and I know that as like a freelancer, you want to make their life easier. And so it's the same here, right? You're a creator, but you're providing them with the service and you want to get them results. But also like, what are all the little tiny things you can do that like makes this so much easier for them? Because that's how you, I don't know, that's how I think you build like amazing relationships and loyalty, right? Like I'm going to just help you execute this and make your life really simple. The stakes are especially high with this brand of yours in particular. Like, like obviously it's very valuable if a brand is working with like a hundred creators a month and this is like, they're mm. doing tons of partnerships and all mm -hmm. that stuff too. If you can make their life easier, they don't have to, they trust me, they're working with other people who are a pain in the butt. And so like, if you're not that person yeah. that you make their life easier, but the stakes are even higher in this scenario with the brand because they, they are not doing it right now. And so a lot of people are probably going to have to put a, their necks out for you. They're going to put money on the line. They're going to mm. put, you know, people's like reputations at stake to be like, Hey, we should invest hundred K or 200 K in this like influencer marketing thing mm -hmm. with Heidi. Mm -hmm. Um, like to like, that's scary to a lot of people mm -hmm. internally. Um, mm -hmm. and so it, it's even more reason to just like roll out the red carpet and say, this is what, like, for example, I, I have these proposal templates as part of my program. And it's like, page number one is like, here's what you can expect from a partnership with me. Literally, I'm laying it out. This is what I'm, you know, I'm going to give you 48 hour turnaround times on all communication. I'm going to give you the ability to review my concept before I ever hit record on anything. I'm going to give you revision rights to like, you know, if you need a few edits here and there, whatever, like, so you lay it out. This is, you wrap them in this warm and fuzzy hug mm -hmm. where you're like, don't worry. I got you. Here's what you can expect. You're probably nodding and laughing because from your freelance days, it's like, it's the same it stuff, is. right? All, I preach all goddamn day to my students. I go, you have got to set hyper clear expectations and you have to communicate and then you have to meet that. I go, that is the foundation of being successful in this space. If you don't set clear expectations, they have no idea. You might be sitting there working on it or you're like going to reply, but like they don't know. And it makes, because I've hired freelancers too. I've been on the other side of the table and it like makes you crazy, right? When you're like, I don't know. Like, when are you going to give me the thing? Are you going to give me the thing? Did you get the email? Did you hear it? Yeah, da, 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 right? Um, so it's, I, I, I know this stuff inside and out. So it's, yeah, again, I just looking at it through a different lens, but it's the same thing. Well, I think there's only one thing that we can do from here, Heidi, which is that yeah. you're going to have to come back on for a follow-up episode when you land this deal. Yes, I was literally going to be like, okay, <laughs> yeah. No, we also need to schedule, a, I'm going to have to buy a net, not buy, I get to buy another session because <laughs> I'm actually going to need to put a proposal together at some point and I want your help then. Boom. Like I can go through the whole goal process. Yeah. I feel like confident to lead that, but then when it actually comes time to like put the numbers on the paper, let's back. do it yeah I, I, that's i love i love to do that that sounds amazing yeah. so let's make yeah. it happen and then for sure i'll share the success of course yeah. it's gonna happen thank you so much this is gonna change everything you have no idea i'm so excited and remember if you want me to help you personally with your next sponsorship negotiation you can book a public one-on-one -on -one call with me using the link below hey you're uh you're still here well that's pretty cool i appreciate that i got a really small ask, would you rate this podcast wherever you're currently listening to it? A friend of a friend told me that positive ratings are the number one way to help get your podcast in front of new listeners. So will you do me a solid rate it? And then you know what? Actually screenshot the rating, DM it to me at creator wizard. And in return, I will, you know what? I'm going to sing you a song of your choosing deal. I, and I used to be in a metal band and I'm classically trained in opera. So you're probably going to want to rate the podcast. Thanks again.